Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. We're coming at you most definitely this week on Dim Vinyl Boys. We're going black on both sides. The debut solo album from American rapper who no longer wants to be called Most Deaf. Wants to be called by his real name. Which is? Which is? Yazin Bay. Yes. Like it. You know when he changed that name, was it all the way back September 2011? Yeah, but, it was. But he says it goes back to 99. When people close to him started calling him that, and he legally changed he legally his name changed it in 2011. Yeah, his he changed it to uh, Yaslin Bay. Yazim. I have a friend Yazine named Yeah. I have a friend named Yazin. Familiar with that name? Yazin. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yazin. Palestinian. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty dope. Huh. Sure. Well, the album we're doing today came out in 1999. It would have been October the 12th of 99. He was born Dante Terrell Smith, December 11th, 1973, would, which would make him 50 years old. Later this year, he will be turning 51. Nice, nice. And this week, we went with a record because Memphis brought it in, so we appreciate you dropping this, no this vinyl yeah, in. Yeah. Thanks, Memphis. Flavor right you here. are black on both sides. I'm black all the way around, man. It's- <laughs> now what do you what do you think the title of this album means, Memphis? Uh for me, black on both sides is it's just you inside and out, man. Like, you know just you just black. Sure, I get that. You just black, you're black. To person. the core. Through and through. Yeah, you through and through. Rockers. Through and through. Yeah. Most Def, I was listening to an interview and he says that he doesn't like to be categorized. He doesn't like when people call his art socially aware aware rap music or sophisticated conscious rap music he says he just makes music and i'm excited to hear it this is his debut album he did come up with an album uh, out with an album with uh talib kowali is my son talib kowali yeah. yes talib kowali that music was fun to hear to you, you try to say that that was great talib kowali that's talib, what i said talib kowali talib kowali <laughs> there you go there you go that's Bye. what i said there you go. We gotta say it again though, so you got it. <laughs> Talib Kweli. There you go. There you now go. you'll never forget it. <laughs> they were Black Star. Black Star. Man, they were yeah. so good. That album was so good. They made another one too. Uh, last no, two years ago. Now, just like Outcast, they started as Black Star and then parlayed that into their solo careers. I was I was looking on a documentary last night. That's dope. I didn't know that till last night. Full disclosure. Reed is good. Two yes. dope MCs, man. That's right. They are. This 100%. episode of Dim Vinyl Boys is being brought to you by BetterHelp. If you'd like to get online therapy, go to betterhelp.com slash outcast and save money. 
We're also being brought to you by Factor Meals, where if you go to factormeals.com slash vinyl, you can save 20% and get some energy drinks. Nice. All part of your deal for life if you use our code factormeals.com slash vinyl. Let's drop the needle on the vinyl this week. A request from Memphis, most deaf, black on both sides. Most definitely. Let me hear. Let me hear. Glad I swiped that thing and had some stuff from last week. (laughs) That's what she said. This is a brand new piece of vinyl, right? We just ripped the plastic off of it, right? Yep. This will be track one, Fear Not of Man. Is it green lighted? Yeah, shut up. Are we on the right side? No. Disc one, Fear Not of Man is the first song. Yep. Yep. So Fear Not, we are on the right side. I like it. We get it every time. You got me on? Shout out to all of my crew. East, West, North, South, on the continent, Europe. All abroad, international. Pretty much shouting out everywhere. I love the real sounding instruments. Mm. 21st century is coming. He didn't produce many of the tracks though on the album. I noticed that there's a different producer for almost every song. A DJ Premier, uh, he had the instrumental to Mathematics. That song is so hard. You got Diamond D, who's uh, credited for the song Hip Hop. Mm. Ali Shaheed Muhammad, who is from Tribe, he produced the song on this album called Got. Handful of producers. But the sole production credit for most deaf on this album is Fear Not of Man. And a little, uh, he put a little production work on uh, Rock and Roll, Climb, and Mr. N. I think it's cool that he put his his production first, put forth his, his, his efforts first. Yeah. First track. And you get a clear idea. I like that little organ sound yeah. in the background. Yeah. It's cool. And hip hop won't get better until the people get better. Then how do people get better? So this is kind of an intro. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a four and a half minute intro. So that's a long intro. intro. Yeah, it's really they good. Valuable, and they I'm good. Valuable because they got a whole lot of money here because somebody think they sexy, but they're valuable because they've been created by God. God makes you valuable, and whether or not you recognize that value is one thing. This got four and a half mics in the Source magazine. That's huge. That is, that's what huge. album has gotten five? Do you know? Uh, is, there, is there a handful of them or a lot? Handful, of them? It was a handful of them. Um, not many. Uh, Outkast's first album. No, what's the first album? Yeah, their first album got five mics. Uh, Jay Z's Reasonable Doubt got five mics. Uh, the Chronic got five mics. So it says, uh, Doggy yeah. Style, I believe, got five mics. There's an original 15, the source's top five mic'd albums. There's 15, wow. Well, well yeah, there's, an ori- there's more, but the okay, original. the original yeah. yeah. The first 15. I'm saying to you, check it. Yeah. All over the world, hearts pound with the rhythm. Still Maddox on there. Yep. The Blueprints on there. Aquemini's on there. Life After Death is on there. Ill Maddox on there. The Low End Theory's on there. De La Soul is dead. Those are good. Those are all. I remember Eminem being salty because he got like four and a half. 
half mics and he yeah. was all salty. Because I was about to say when the real Slim Shady on there, but he, he, he got slighted by somebody. And then that's when he went Trying to hold the white man down. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know I've seen that. Struggle's real, Gentry. Now, you know what? That, now it makes sense why Eminem and the Source had beef. I didn't, yeah, I didn't exactly. realize that. There it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. Now it makes sense now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, don't find, hey, back in the day, if you thought you had a dope album and you got four and a half and you felt you should have got five, hey, them fighting words for real. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big deal. It really was. It'd be great if things can go back to that. But in today's, like, how everybody want to say everything's a goat and everything is not a goat. Can we look up what the last five Mike rating is for the most recent? What's the best piece of hip hop music to come out? See what you guys find out. To me, the last the last dope album from front to back that didn't know skips was uh, Killer Mike's uh, Michael that came out last year and uh, Nas Magic Two. That's a good one. Yeah. Those two were to me the last. Because what Nas has been doing, man, Nas just took hip hop to he, he he took it back to the origin, but then he got with like a, a producer oh, of today. This beat's great. Oh, this hip hop. Literally, it's hip hop. my hammer, bang the world in the shape, not let it fall. My restlessness is my nemesis. It's hard to really chill and sit still. Committed to page, I write around. Sometimes won't finish for days. Scrutinize my literature from the large to the miniature. I'm mathematical. Nice. Add, just listen to that flow, man. Yeah. This is... oh. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't tell y'all. Y'all about to hear some serious bars on this album. Just letting y'all to tell y'all. My most deaf is nice. He's most definitely a great lyricist, and I think a lot of it comes from when he got his start you remember those nights they would have and started out in new york city where they'd have venues where you would just go up and read poetry up on the stage yeah some tk hates there's a legendary place on the lower east side of new york called the nyarican cafe i think is how you say it mm -hmm. and i guess most deaf used to go out there and just do the the poems and people loved his flow and his delivery and he got spotted out there and then that turned into acting career which turned into music career this guy is oh yeah pretty intelligent and educated guy from being from the uh brooklyn yeah you know, one of the roughest neighborhoods in brooklyn too you know i love looking at the samples on these songs and this one has multiple elements of a song called the warnings part two by david axelrod which is crazy and then the drums he, he was an obama advisor <laughs> that's crazy right the, the the drums are uh slow dance by stanley clark and then the vocal there's some vocal stuff in there by time times up by oc Nice. Which is cool. So three samples in this song. I love these beats. This song is called Hip Hop. This could be on the B side of a record. As we celebrated 50 years of hip hop, this is right. a song that should get some love. Yeah. It's hip hop. Hip hop. 
I feel like most Def hasn't gotten his respect that he deserves in the in the game. Nah, for, I think so. I think in the streets he has. Everybody. But he's not really street music. He's not he's not gangster rap. Actually, no, no, gangsta, no, no, no. gangster rap on the, I'm, in the I'm streets. I'm talking about hip-hop street life. Well, that's yeah, exactly. People, people that are in the game that's a, show my respect. Let me oh, just say, was, that's exactly what he's talking about, Gentry. Is he's saying he's not gangster rap. Like, he's, he's, said, he's always been setting himself apart yeah. from that as searching for knowledge. And music got stepped, it got pushed aside in the 90s for yeah. gangster rap. Oh, sure, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Oh, yeah. That's true. We I'll put buy, we I'll did it. <laughs> yeah. we, we were the consumers back then. Yeah, we, we were young punks. I mean, you factor him like Talib Kweli, Common, you know, uh, Dead Prez. Pretty much anybody that run with Dave Chappelle. <laughs> it, you know, Kanye Kanye fell into that a little bit before he blew up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but the cool thing about Kanye though, he a jackass. But once he got on. <laughs> He what he used to do is like he would make beats for everybody that he ran with like most Def and Talib and you know dilated peoples pu- peoples you know slum village mm-hmm. you know um, I would say to the listeners educate yourselves on DJ Premier and Jay Dilla. TK, if you don't know who Jay Dill is, I think you should learn because I think you would really, really like his uh, his work. Yeah, I think Jay Dilla, I know. Nice. Yeah, Jay Dilla, yeah. Some would say Jay. He Dilla's worked with a Tribe, I know, didn't yeah. he? He worked with Pete, Pete, Pete Rock. Yeah. He did some songs yeah, Pete with Pete Rock. Rock. I mean, Eric Badu and Jill Scott, The Roots. He was like the Scott Storch of the 90s. Well, but better. Yeah. Way better. Yeah, he got, Scott got a lot of hits. Yeah, but yeah, he's got some piano, man. Yeah, he is. He was a music dude. Yeah, that's what Timbaland said. <laughs> he's a piano man. I'm a real producer. Can't argue that. All I love Timbaland's work. I have a clip here from Most Def talking about how he doesn't really like his music to be categorized. Let's uh, see what he has to say. Here's a little drop from Most Def. I don't behave in the way that I'm expected to behave as an artist for certain audiences, you know. People have always tried to make it about one thing or the other with me or us. It's like, oh, you guys are the blackness guys, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You know, so that's like you run the blackness lane. You you know, they even came <laughs> right, up right. You know, the, 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 all of these terminologies like conscious rap, and I was just like, this is just kind of like very loose, ambiguous language as opposed to what, like, you know, a sleep rap. Like, what do you even mean when <laughs> right, you say right, that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like, I'm, I mean, commercial rap. It's like, well, you know, our records are for sale. So <laughs> right. what are you really saying? Well, like, right. what do you, like, what type of box are you trying to put us in? I, I mean, yeah, I just a lot of different things in my music. It's not just, you know, the theme of, like, my my heritage or politics, you know. But as a younger person, I, I those things were very important to me. And they're still important to me, but I have a different understanding of them now with the passage of, you know, time and experience. And I express them in, a, in, a, in another type of way. His accent, bro, like, it is so yeah. thick. I gotta tell you guys So the next song That's gonna come up Is a hip hop classic And you can play this song Miss Fat Booty You can play this song Anywhere Two things are gonna happen Guys are pretty much Gonna chill the fuck out 
and the women are gonna get like crazy sexy and your whole mood will change cause this song is so ill but love is good too that's what we're listening to right now yeah this is a nice song Back to his drop where he's saying that he doesn't want to be categorized as conscious rap or intellectual rap, that he raps about everything. I would look at that as like it's a compliment. People are saying that you give thoughtful raps. Well, so. the reason why he said that because like in, the, in, the, in my community, it's kind of like a slight. You know, it's like a diss. Like, oh, you only make that kind of music versus like gangster music. You know what I mean? He just made hip hop Because hip hop started out The origin of hip hop Was all positive anyway And political And, and, and political To 100%. a certain extent But then yeah. he, And then They wanted to label it Like Gangster rap Like with NWA And all them But They were doing the same Kind of hip hop They were just talking about What they see every day You know it's, Some people were just uncomfortable Like it's gangster rap Well motherfuckers are gangster Where they live And they talking about it You know Houdini did it what Grandmaster Flash said in the message, if you listen to the just the first the first verse, everything he talked about was what NWA and, and Public Enemy they all talked about. They all talked about the same stuff. And this is Miss Fat Booty. This is yeah. this is his biggest hit right here. Nah, sure. nah it's not his biggest. What's hit. his biggest hit then? If this isn't it, what I mean, is it? my Omi says like it's dope. This is up there. I mean, he got a, he got a, most def got hits now. This What's is his one highest one. charting song? Can we figure that out? Let's find out. It might be this one, but it might be something else. It might be we never did find out the last album to have five mics. I'm going to look that up. I tried to find that one. That one was not easy yeah. to find. Ass so fat that you can see it from the front. This episode of Dim Vinyl Boys is being brought to you by BetterHelp. I know there's a common misconception out there that relationships are easy. They are never easy. Even the perfect marriages that you see, maybe around your neighborhood, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. Sometimes, Tomcat, you got to put some work in on your relationships, right? Let me tell you, Gentry Thomas. That is true. The best relationships are never easy. The best ones are when both parties put that work in. Yeah, I would agree with you. And therapy can be a place where you can work through some of those challenges in your relationship. You can face them head on, whether it's with your friends, your coworkers, or your significant other, or anyone that's in your life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Entirely online, it's designed to be convenient, it's flexible, it's suited around your schedule, and you can become your own soulmate. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vinyl today. Get your 10% off your first month if you use our promo code, and that's BetterHelp.com slash Vinyl. BetterHelp.com slash Vinyl. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say word. Drake, 2001 and 99 was the last one. Was the last what? Five months. I'm seeing a, a source that says Little Kim's The Naked Truth in 2005 is the newest one I'm seeing on this list. And what was yours, Ramo? What year? 99. Yeah, so I'm seeing where Little Kim, The wow. Naked Truth from 2005, five. got okay, five. So that one definitely is later. That was a good album too, though. And so, what have they been like asleep since then, or that's it? Nobody's gotten a good album. Nah, the, I think the source they stopped doing things uh, print because everything was on print, and then they. I know I, I follow them on uh, Instagram. Oh, you know what? Okay, here goes the, the the newest list. The last one was "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy" by Kanye, Kanye West. Yep. What year was that? 2010. Okay. And so Bun B got Trill OG in 2010. He got five mics. Well. Bun B? Nice. That's a really fucking dope album. They got it right. Most Def highest charting song was Oh No, which he, Pharrell Monk, and Nate Dogg were on. I love that song. That song oh is, no. Oh that no. That song's shit. Mm. Tell you, man, Most Def got I'm some I'm seeing hits. Most Def also getting a lot of love for the song Universal Magnetic. Yeah. But I am seeing, according to the internet, his top songs that they put in order was Miss Fat Booty, number one, Drunk and Hot Girls, number two, Two Words. Oh, that's so. Oh, my God. Drunk and Hot Girls, have you? Oh, my God. God damn. I like that combination. Drunk and Hot Girls, that song is most bananas. Nine months. He was the oldest of 12 kids. And most deaf was raised by his mother. His dad left the house. But he still had a relationship somewhat with his dad. He grew up in Roosevelt Housing Project. Okay. I've heard in Brooklyn. At the age six, he had already started acting and rapping. He studied. Uh, at a middle school what? in Brooklyn and later took up musical theater at Talent Unlimited High School and nice. the performing arts. Mm, so he was in the art schools at, uh, at a young age. Flipping right. the first Is that record they recorded here? Fame? Mm-hmm. Remember that TV show? Which one? That was in New York. Fame. Uh, fame. Yeah. I'm I want to live forever. Hell yeah. <laughs> Don't do yeah, that again. I, I wonder that. if that was the school that they filmed Wasn't that. that? It, was, it was in New York. Yeah, yeah, that was the, and it was in Brooklyn too. I don't know if it was in Brooklyn. Look, look it up. Do your research. Let's look it up and yeah. see. All right. Confirm that. All this right. episode of Dim Vinyl Boys Snatch is being brought to you up. by BetterHelp. If you've ever benefited from therapy, then you know the benefits of talking it out. Maybe it can help one of your relationships, whether it's with your friends, uh, people at work, your significant other. Relationships are not easy. None of them are perfect, but if you work on them, they can last forever. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. Entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. You can become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com vinyl. If you do that today, you get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com vinyl. Invest in yourself. BetterHelp.com vinyl. Come on for under 
So this song here is Speed Law, and I love looking at these samples. This one's got uh, quite a few samples. It's got five, it looks like. Uh, one of them is Promise Her Anything But Give Her Arpeggio, which is a cool name, by Big Brother and The Holding Company. That's apparently in the hook and the riff. He sampled his own song, Miss Fat Booty, which is some of the vocals and lyrics in here. Uh, the drums are And That's Saying A Lot by Christine Perfect. You can kind of hear them. There's a sound effect in there by, yeah. that's Get It Together by Beastie Boys featuring Q-Tip, which is awesome. And then also a, a sample of Slow Down by Brand Nubian in there, some vocals. Can you do, uh, give us the definition of an arpeggio? Do you know what that exactly means? It's like a broken chord of some kind. I'll look right? it up so I can get the d- exact one. I think it's when you take a sound and then you like break it up and then repeat it and uh, and, it, and, it, and it echoes out in different um, pitches. Yeah. In, well, not different pitches. It's the same uh, chord, like in the same chord, but different notes in the chord. So, and it's arpeggiated. So, so like, let's say if you played a, a G, it would take all the notes from the G chord. And it would arpeggiate it however you. So you're saying to arpeggi the arpeggiator is an arpeggiator. Yeah. And the explanation is it's an arpeggiator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Basically. Yeah, yeah. So like if you, if you were let's say in your doll, it arpeggiates. Right. If you right. put a tone in there for let's say four bars, and then you set an, apar- an arpeggiator on it, it arpeggiates. Can, it does, and oh. you can adjust to the, the arpeggiation oh, if that's I'm, even. I'm word. sorry that I asked about this yeah, shit. Arpeggio. Yeah. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, to answer listen, a real question. Wait, listen, right, just right. one second. Online it says the notes of a chord played in succession, either ascending or descending. descending yeah, you knew and, that. And yeah, basically, you just said anyway. yeah, Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that is what so, I was saying. You're lucky takes, you're far away. It from takes me. the my, one. My arm was long enough. <laughs> it takes the one tone and it makes it a bunch of different ones. Right. I use it so that I explained how I use it. Now, to get back to the question that was asked, unfortunately, that particular performing arts school, even though uh, probably an accredited one in New York City, was not the one. LaGuardia High School of Music and Art and Performing Arts, uh, they actually celebrated their 40-year like years of fame uh, anniversary yeah yeah their anniversary in 21 so they're at, what, like what 23 or 43 years i'm bad at math it's a long time ago yeah most def went to the musical theater school talent unlimited it was a high school of the performing arts okay yeah i would have loved that that would have been fun yeah but that was a big thing back in the 80s though Visual Performing Arts School. Like I went to one, and they were opening them up. Once I got probably to, because of that show. College, they had all that stuff. Once I got to college, that was great. Yeah. Just take band and uh, show like that, music. Uh, the acting classes. Yeah, now, okay, yeah, yeah. Theater, drama, theater, theater. That's what they called it. Yep. Theater! Well, and there, there was a, you were a thespian. There were, yeah, there were, right. Well, not, not always. You didn't have to be a thespian uh, unless... Do they consider well, people you could be straight. who designed this? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, they weren't going to press her yet. Yeah, you'd be good. But uh, do they call the stagehands and people that build the sets? Are they part show of pro, it? show production? Yeah, it's all part of it. It's definitely part of it. It's part of it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I used to dabble a little when I was. They got a whole separate course for that at full sale. Peeling more layers of the onion back, huh? Learn a little more about you, Rainbow. I've always been a fan of. 
tinkering. I like to perform on your DIY projects and stuff like that. Oh, that definitely. That's called doodling, though. Uh, it's called spanking your monkey. Where yeah, I'm that from. too. Flogging the bishop. Yeah, <laughs> tomato, <laughs> tomato. The skin that's flute. <laughs> Whoa, what? no, that's something. Is this, this Buster Rhymes? This is Buster Rhymes. This is Do It Now. Nice. Yasin Bay. I don't even know. We can't call him Most Deaf anymore, right? I mean, he was when the album came out. I mean, I always knew him as Most Deaf, but I also know he did change his name. Well, so, but, I mean, if I if I met him in person, I'll, I'll be like, Yasin Yasin Bay. But I'm like, I, don't get mad if I call you Most. Well, in, in the context of the album, I think we should refer to him as Most because that's who he was when the album came out. Yeah, and that's what I we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't see nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's definitely still most deaf. Sure. I mean, I was still he always will that. be. Yeah. Even though he does, he's not taking that name now. Like that's still his persona. Like somebody else can't be, start writing songs under the name Most Deaf. Right. It ain't like gonna that, fly. That name's taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't taken. do it. Try again. The yeah. song like Busta Rhymes. Those shoes are filled with cement. You cannot fill them. The song which Monk, uh, Memphis said is Do It Now featuring Busta Rhymes has two samples that I'm seeing here. Marcus Garvey's uh, Marcus Garvey by Burning Spear. There's multiple elements in there. And then The Sound of the Police by KRS-One, which is nice. awesome. So you can probably hear that. He said about changing his name that he felt like he was a commodity, like most deaf was a product and he was being treated as such. I can see that. And he wanted to have a real identity of himself and not the product, most so deaf. Why did he just go by his original name? Well, well douche was... He, he is take- Muslim. He is Muslim, so... You know how they okay, will sure. get They'll their Muslim their name. name. Sure. Okay, I get it. I like it. I'm just asking. I'm asking because I didn't know and not because I was being and I cynical. I understood what he mean by that because he, you know, that, everybody know how nice he was with his music, but then he started crossing over and doing like bigger picture films. Sure. Like the, uh, oh, yeah. when he did the Italian job and then I think the other really big movie, uh, was it 13 blocks or 23 blocks? He always does those heist movies. Yeah, he, but these are big, these, these films be putting up some serious numbers, oh, so yeah. I can see how he fake Ocean's uh, 11? No, I don't know. No, he wasn't I, I in Ocean's he was 11. In that. He wasn't in that one. That would been dope if he was, though, because I could, so, I could totally see him pulling it off. Tomcat, can you look up his credits in movies? I am doing that see, right now. I know he was uh, in a, like Blue Bloods on TV. I think I saw him on that one time. He was on TV? Yeah, or in, it was NYPD Blue he was on at one point. Remember he was that show? In, uh, he was, also, crime. he was, was also on Spin block. City, a couple yeah. of episodes of Spin City, if you remember that show. With uh, Michael J. Fox. Yep. Be Kind, Rewind. Yeah, I remember that one. Next Day Air. Mm-hmm. Begin Again. So nothing we've ever seen. No, not at all. Except for maybe 16 Blocks. Okay. Yeah, 16 Blocks. Got I'm the seeing, Italian yeah. job. Tour de France, Life of Crime, Begin Again. Though. I'm still here, Next, next Day Air, Cadillac Records. Talladega Nights. Oh man, he's got a ridiculous List. catalog. Yeah, oh. so I can see how people can <laughs> feel like people looking at him as more. As, as Has a, anybody here seen Bamboozled? No. I haven't seen it. <laughs> is that the Tiger's good? Guide to the look Galaxy. At the, look at the cover. Look at the cover. What is it? Just, I'm not going to explain it. Just look at it. Explain it on the air to the audience. It's a couple guys in blackface. 
Oh, that's why he was afraid. You can say, is it, is it white people? I know I can, but I'm just saying, like, I didn't want to. Like, yeah, No, man. it might be him and somebody else playing people who did black. I don't know. I, you can't tell. Bamboo, and it's called Bamboozled? It is. Ooh, Monster's Came out Ball. In that was a good one. Oh, he was in Monster's Ball. That's right. Yeah, there's Bamboozled. Okay, it's a cartoon, though, of it. I, Island of the Dead. Ooh, I bet that's good. It's a zombie movie, probably. He was in Hitchhiker's Hitchhike Guide to the Galaxy. That's a good freaking movie. He's also in the Cosby Mysteries. And that was a short-lived TV show. It didn't last very long. Oh Most deaf. Nice, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, the no, hard he's, way. He's got a nice and God Bless the Child. That was a good movie. What do you guys think his net worth is? We'll start with... We've heard he's in movies. He's got some big albums. He's calling out Drake. We'll get to that coming up. But what do you think his net worth is? No looking it up. Memphis. Uh, I'm going to go with about 25 million. Okay. Ramo. I think he's way higher than that. He seems like a smart businessman to me. I would say probably closer around the... 95 mark Wow uh, Let's go with Tomcat What do you think Tomcat on most deaf Net worth I'm gonna go 96 <laughs> <laughs> Jack. Yeah Alright well I'm not, no idea. I'm not sure where it's all gone wrong For this not a young no. man anymore Damn, Damn it but he is not worth as much money as any of you think. He's worth only, according to the internet, celebritynetworth.com says he's worth $2.5 million. Nah, that's... No way. Yeah, Come on, no. most, man. No way. And that, that, yeah, you don't believe everything. What do you do, half the movies for free or some right. shit? Like, like, nah, he I mean, granted, none of them were blockbuster except now for I know why he's ball, going at Drake. Jeez. There's another web. There's another website that says 14 million. So there's conflicting reports on his net worth out there. He got more money than all of us. To say that. Well, that's oh, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I mean, shit. Yeah, I'll take a fucking cool hundred thousand and be happy and shut my mouth. Hundred grand can work. Hundred grand work 100, wonders. Hundred grand change. Can do a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, it can definitely change the direction if you're. You can you know, put enough in shit to. It looks like child, child support has taken a lot of his money. You know, he's the oldest of twelve kids. He went half of how many kids is? He's only got six, according six. to the internet. Well, see, he's uh, but, he, but he's paying wow. like ten grand a month for each one. That's, well, now we, that's now, a lot. Now we know where all his money went. Like you motherfuckers need to hear him turn eighteen. This is another one of my They're favorite songs. They're not already. Holy shit. This song, 50. I know, right? This song's called Umi Says. This is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite most deaf songs. A lot of reverb on that mic for this one. Yeah. This sounds like something you hear on, like, the electric company or something. That, like, that, that little pad that they're using. The best that I can. Talking about the, uh, it's like elevator music. No, I wouldn't consider this elevator. No, just the sound of it. I'm not no. saying it's elevator music. The background, that oh, the, the, oh, really oh, like yeah, keyboard yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Like you on Very your way 70s. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got it on your leisure suit, yeah, your yeah, briefcase. Yeah. Uh-huh. About to go to a job interview you yeah. really don't want to go to. Fucked up ass fro. Most deaf made headlines in 2016 when he was ordered to leave South Africa after he overstayed his visa. He had a tourist <laughs> visa. And he lived in the country illegally for a couple of years. And then they banned him. He, according to the internet, has been barred from ever returning to South Africa. Well, I know he did live over there for like a long time. And didn't want to leave. He enjoyed himself. South Africa's pretty dope, man. We should all go there. They have like hyenas for pets and shit. I was watching videos of some rap group. Not it all may be of for them. videos. He's like everybody's got one. No, I didn't <laughs> say everybody. I said they got like some. That that means just some people. I've seen videos of like, like they're like pets, like no, I've pit seen, bulls I, or like Rottweilers. Like, I don't think that's South Africa. I, I didn't see it when I went there, but I'm not saying it's not true either. But I don't like think wild dogs. Yeah, do your research. Those things are Maybe mean. Those are big as hell too. They are. Yeah, no, they're scary. Hell yeah. I got a clip here from Most Def. He's talking about the influences for him growing up. I just do what I like to do. Like, uh, none of it is like, you know, like those thoughts emerge like later. But it's like, I grew up listening to rock and roll. Living Color had a big impact on me. Bad mm-hmm. Brains had a huge yeah. impact on me. And they were cool with, they were cool with Bernie. Of course, Parliament had a, a huge impact on me. I was interested in musicianship. Around that time, Limp Biscuit and all these other groups were coming into prominence for like rhyming badly over kind of like you know what I didn't consider like actual rock and roll so to speak mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and I was like okay well I could do that I could, you know I could do that so that's what I did so is he saying he rapped over rock music in the beginning like Limp Biscuit, but did it good is that what he said I think he said more than that but I know I just kind of heard the diss of Limp Bizkit how terrible they are kind of like I, I didn't mind the song their first album was cool I mean after that it was like what the hell happened shine your life I guess they the went limp to see <laughs> why did you do that they're accredited with the Woodstock going to hell really in 1999 oh they did they did they, they, set it off they they took uh, the blame for everyone losing their minds whatever their why, shitty what set what was during Aww. their set that like everyone there was women being raped out in the crowds they all the you know merch tents rolling, and stuff rolling rolling all yeah. those um, <laughs> merch Sorry, tents ladies. they uh, they like set them to fire and knocked them over and Jeez. just completely ruined all yeah, the the advertisers had their signage they tore it down now have we just done a limp biscuit album no, just <laughs> i don't think we have uh, we can vote out people will be listening I'll, I'll, to the replay driving off the rope <laughs> like what are you guys thinking you guys go do one bad album and I think we, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's safe to say we won't. You won't be hearing any. Uh, well, they have that album. song called "Break Stuff," and they were playing that song "Break Stuff," and people literally broke, broke stuff. stuff. A lot of pent up anger in '90s males. What's changed? We were angry. <laughs> for what? <laughs> just you know, just angry at the man for holding us down. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what was going on? In 99, for sure, there was a, a rebellion. You sure it wasn't the, the Y2K scare? 
We were just partying like it was 1999. Oh my god! We listened to Prince. Man, we used to party. You know who our asses off? You know who Umi is? I don't know who Umi, Umi is, but but uh, that song Team is Umi fucking Zumi? amazing. That's the name of that song. It's Umi called says. Umi says, and I was trying to look up who Umi is, but it really just says that it's a con- a message of hope and encouragement. The song, but I don't. It doesn't say exactly what Umi. Who Umi is or what it actually it's means. It's U-M-I. Song. Yeah. Umi says. So you're flipping the record Shine again? your light I flipped, I flipped on the, the record. world. No, oh, actually, I got to go to the other disc. Good call, Ramo. You are. <laughs> Shine your light so the world could see. How could you not be inspired by those amazing lyrics? Yeah, no, dude, definitely, you know, a lot of, a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah, man, he putting y'all on some game, man. Yeah, he putting some. Lot of stuff, he lot of stuff. he's that seed in your brain right now, ladies and gentlemen. Most deaf is watering it right now. So now you're gonna be thinking afterwards, like, damn, man, it's a dope ass album. Yeah, apparently he likes feet. spreading his seed. Well, apparently. Six of them. <laughs> <laughs> you even got money more kids than you, Rainbow. One, you got four or five, right? Yeah, but God I, damn, I got five, five. See, oh, five. one more. God, jeez. <laughs> okay. All right, but I'm not. Fucking... I, I'm not paying child support for any of them at fifty. All right. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay, shit. that matters. Yeah. Well, listen, you're the pot calling the kettle black there. On no, that. no, no, no. There's a difference on both sides. Oh, wait, watch black out. on both sides. Uh, oh but no. <laughs> we will not have any of your racist jokes here. I wasn't racist. It was just a good reference towards the name of the album joke. If you want to get your meat done right on both sides, all you have to do is cook it for two minutes if it's a factor meal. They're delicious, they're ready to eat, and they make eating every day easy. And you don't have to clean up, you don't have to go to the grocery store. It is delivered right to your doorstep in a nice little pack. We're all fans of Factor Meals here on Dim Vinyl Boys. What's your favorite that we get, Ramo? Uh, definitely the uh, macaroni with the broccoli that comes with the red sauce on oh, it, man, the red meat sauce. One. That is a good That's one. fire. And I'm not sure if it's beef. I think it's pork that's on all, oh, man. And Memphis, every time we get a Mexican meal you know, sent I'm here, on he, it. he's the first. I'll be on it. Those are good. He comes <laughs> in like, with one of them I'll mustaches like, that are curly. And I'm being selfish with it because I look for that first, and I'm Sombrero. like, I want to like make sure y'all don't like get it. Because I'm like, I want it for myself. Selfish. We, I think we all do that. We're like, we're like, little we know kids. we got our personal favors. Yeah. Oh, no prep, no mess. Factor meals, 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleaning up needed. That's why we love it. Head to factormeals.com/dvb50. Use our code DVB50. Get 50% off your first box. You get those two free wellness shots per box, and that lasts the entire subscription. So you always get two free wellness shots with your subscription if you use our code DVB50 at factormeals.com slash DVB50. Get your 50% off your first box, your two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, yeah. This song is New World Water, and it's got some cool, interesting samples. It's got the sample Cream by Wu-Tang and the vocals of that. Also, fo- also, Josefina de Granda by Dick Shorey. Dick Shorey? Oh. <laughs> Dick Shorey. Psycho Les did this. And uh, singers from El- Eddie Murphy Delirious. Uh, a little bit of the dialogue from the comedy. Oh, nice. Eddie Murphy Delirious. We should do a comedy album. What are y'all thinking? We're doing it now. Oh, shut up. It's just not funny. <laughs> yeah, that would be dope. I remember, I remember listening to uh, Eddie Murphy's um, oh, Raw. Raw. That, was a, that was a big one for me. Hit you with her shoe. <laughs> yeah, Psycho Less from the Beat Nuts uh, produced this record. Sounds very beat nutty. Yeah, beat nutty. But they, oh, they were oh. dope too, man. Oh, hell yeah, they were. This is rock and roll. Yeah, Psycho Les did this one too, him and Most Def. There's a band that Most Def says encouraged him and enlightened him and inspired him. I highly recommend you look them up. They're called Bad Brains. It's a like metal band, black dudes playing metal music. And it's they got a really nice vibe. Oh, yeah, I want to check them out. Bad Brains. Most Def has said that they inspired him and used to listen to them all the time. Bad Brains. Check them out. Remember In Living Color? I, that's why I, that's Living Color. That's, Living Color, That's right. what I was like. I thought it was only one black heavy metal band. Like, uh, uh, they were more color. like punk metal, weren't they? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I would say there's more metal. But, I mean, I don't know. They were huge when I was graduating. Oh, I love Living Color. This song, this song is so fucking ill. This is my first time listening to this. Yeah, it's record. got a wild sound. The song has yeah, three samples: one Memphis at Sunshine by Bar Kays, uh, also Inner City Blues by Marvin Gaye, and Illustrious by Bob Beat. Dope. Rock and roll makes a cool sound. This is a song that could go on the B sides. <laughs> you see, I just slightly threw that in there. Like all the original hip hop that's core hip hop like this, you see this. They they take like samples of classic songs. You don't really see this with all, any of the other type of music we're doing. I searched the samples on a lot of the songs we're doing, mm-hmm. but the classic hip hop, they were masters at sampling these this other music, putting it together to make sounds like this. Mm-hmm. Sounds totally different. That Aretha Franklin song we heard before that was just so vibey and it was just a just a little Aretha Franklin fucking vocal note going mm-hmm. over and over again with a little just masters of it God bless hip hop Bo Diddley is rock and roll Bo Diddley Bo Diddley baby one of the great blues guitarists of all time Bo Diddley do you have a favorite uh, blues artist Gentry um I don't know that I have a favorite blues artist but B.B. King he's the big Facts. name yeah, B.B. King's one of my favorites. Fast Domino. Yeah. 
I would say, yeah, yeah, you know what? Fast Domino. Yeah, Fast Domino. Um, Buddy Guy. Adventures in Babysitting. Remember when they had to sing the blues? Oh, You yeah. ain't leaving until you sing the blues. Yeah. And then they had to get up there and sing the blues. Muddy Waters. Yeah, Muddy Waters. I like uh, Eddie, Eddie James is good, too. At last. That's, that's a little blues sound. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, you know what? Stevie Ray Vaughan is considered blues. Him and BB King did a lot of. Uh, they did a lot of stuff together. Oh yeah, Bessie Smith, John Lee Hooker. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to say Hooker. I'm just reading off the internet. Clarence, <laughs> fucking up. Clarence Carter. Reading down the list here. See, I gotta, y'all gotta know who Clarence Carter is now. Ooh, shit, Clarence Carter. Carter. I'm saying you better know who Clarence Carter, Clarence Carter. Carter. <laughs> You're like, you know one. If you don't know one freaking blue song, you know that one. How about Lou Rawls? Hell you yeah. Him, you know I would say he's more soul than yeah. blues. Yeah, That's he's more true. soul. Yeah. I give it to Muddy Waters or BB King. Yeah. Buddy Guy is also mm-hmm. a guy that's yeah, he's really guy. respected. How about God, Buddy? Here's that rock sound that he likes. Metal. Know that. Yeah, he was probably trying to do a song like Limp Biscuit. This sounds like Limp Biscuit. Big song. <laughs> well, he said, said he, did a song. said he wanted to do songs like Limp Biscuit, but actually rap better than them. Rock and roll! This is dope, man. This is kind of like bad brains. Yeah, def- this is definitely a, a, a diss at them. But it's not bad, though. No, it's good. I like the drums. Get your punk ass I do think that's a diss. Move! I think I see some samples for a rhythm song. Get your punk ass up and move right there. What's the title of this track? Rock and Roll! roll. Definitely works. Oh, yeah. Hi, Ma. Well, that was just wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) I know that. It's uh, him and Tyler Kweli, yo. Music stick to your ribs, son. I got another clip here from Most Def talking about communicating through his art. In a lot of instances, more developed, I have been more developed as an artist with my artistic choices than I may have even been in my own life. You know what I'm saying? I may exhibit more courage as an artist at times, or have exhibited more quote-unquote courage as an artist at times than I may have exhibited as a as a person. But by my estimation, you know, with very personal things that people won't know about, I'm fortunate enough to have been to be a working artist for the better part of my adult life in various media. The things that I have to say, I say in my in my art. And this is the way that I engage in community. That's what's up, man. 
Yeah, I saw another interview where he was saying that he just thinks it dilutes it kind of the message when you start giving these interviews. He wants his message and what he's saying to be the music. The music he right. says he could sit up here and he could show up here. He could rah, rah, rah. But at the end of the day, the reason you're talking to me is because I rhyme dope, because I can get down and because of the, 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 the product, the music. Mm-hmm. He's got a pretty popular podcast that's out. What's it called? I don't know what it's called, but he hosts a podcast and he seems to get a, a lot of enlightening guests on his show. Yeah, it's on, uh, I know it's on Rock the Bells. Damn, what's his name? Let me, I, now I gotta do my research. I need to look this damn thing up because I need to know. The song has some cool samples in it. Uh, Anyone Who Had a Heart by Dion Warwick, who I like. Uh, Astronomy, Eighth Light by Black Star, which is their group. And then also the sweetest thing, Refugee Camp All Stars uh, featuring Lauren Hill. That podcast is called People's Party. Ah, there you go. We just had Arrested Development on uh, about a month ago. That's oh, super that's cool. Yeah. That's so dope. He, um, what was I about to say? Still not better than this podcast, though. Show the hell ain't. Sorry. You the homie, Tyler, but uh, yeah, fall back. Um, <laughs> hey, I gotta see how it is. Oh, him and uh, so Blackstar, they made another album. They had their second album a few years ago. They were in uh, in uh, Ohio with Dave Chappelle, and a tornado happened, and they were all in Dave Chappelle's uh, basement, as he tells it. And you know, when a tornado went away. Moments after that, the two of them gotten out in the studio and start working on their second album, which they hadn't made in years. Years. That's crazy. I'm like, wow. Most Def's last album he came out with is in 2019. What was it? N E G U S. I don't know how to pronounce that. Genius. <laughs> he'll, he'll let you do, the, do it for yourself. This song is called Climb with Benina Warka. Mocha. I don't know how you put it. How do you say that last name? Vanilla? Yeah, but How's the, the spell? The, uh, M-O-J-I-C-A Mojica What? Mojica 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 She's from Queens, Mojica Oh Uh-huh Is she Spanish or maybe from the islands? But she looks She, uh She looked like she might be uh, from the islands or somewhere She could be Dominican too DJ Etchin Sketch is on the production for this one. 
Weldon, Irvine, and most definitely. This is a trippy song right here. I was just about to say, I don't know about y'all, man, but like this is a song you listen to when you're high. I like that. I like that. Definitely has the island Rasta sound to this record right here. And this song's called Climb? Well, okay. Yeah. All right. It sounds like it's got like more like a neo soul sound with that beat than it does like an island. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling some Rasta sounds in it. I think yeah. the cadence is yeah. more, I think that's where you're getting the island vibe of, of the cadence. But TK Fright, this is more like like a. Uh, Very Lauren Hill. Neo soul. Yeah, neo soul, John. Yeah. But that's dope, though, man. This is, this is dope. Like, me hearing this song, I feel like I'm at like a really cool ass lounge, just chilling, sipping whatever I'm sipping on. Then took a 50. <laughs> Haven't taken one of those in a while. You're on the climb. I am on the climb, baby. The wife, the wife is gonna roll her ass when she hear this. Like, you ain't taking no damn fifties. That snare hit is very present. Yeah, it sounds like a Q-tip snare. Yeah. You can trick the hell out of this song. You know, I, I'm impressed, TK, that you know Q-tips his shit, man. I'm really impressed by that. I'm looking it up most, right now to see if he produces. Like, there's certain artists, like, when you hear DJ Premier, a song he produced, like, you know, oh, that's a Premier record or some Dr. Dre did. Right. You know who else? This is going to shock you guys. I can tell a song that Eminem has produced. That the, he has the whole D12 sound. The, it's very that right. Detroit sound. He, 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 I'm like Eminem had to have done that. Um, obviously you know like Manny Fresh. You can tell a Manny Fresh beat, the Swiss beats, Kanye West. You can definitely tell a DJ Khaled beat. Yes, because he lets you know right at the beginning. And, uh, yeah, he I knows. DJ never Khaled, him. right? Like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> motherfucker. We don't give a shit who you I are. I like Khaled, but he, uh, he he does say it a lot. Yeah, like shut up. Like you're not the best. Homie, stop saying that. He is the we the best. He says. He's telling everybody. Yeah, well, he's, we we get the picture. I appreciate his hustle. Yeah, I don't like the hustle. Never knock the hustle, but like, come up with something new. God did. It works for him. <laughs> <laughs> he's, oh. got, he's got some fun sayings. He's rich. Sure. Oh, nice one. All right, we're flipping it to the last side of the second disc. Yeah. Brooklyn. I was surprised. I was surprised when I read about Most Def that he said he was a small and nerdy kid who could barely hold, hold his own on the basketball court. And when you're living in Brooklyn, you got to be able to put up some shots. He said he was a 99 punch kid. He joked, a quote from him, if you hit me a hundred times, I'd be like, okay, now I'm going to break you, but you could hit me 99 times, meaning he would get picked on. So he, ha- he says he had to do something to be able to just survive around his neighborhood, you know? Mm-hmm. Entertaining the bullies would be his witty rhymes. He would offer some form of protection by rapping, telling his poems, his little rhymes. And when he was 10 years old, uh, he loved Run DMC's It's Like That, and he would perform that song in the streets, and it earned him respect, even though he was a little fella. Nerdy kid, he called himself. Yeah, I can see that. This is Brooklyn, by the yeah. way. 
That's a very hear it. You can hear the Brooklyn in the the whole production. Yep. Mobby. Have you guys heard? I'm sure you have. The hot topic right now is most deaf calling out Drake and saying that his music is more for shopping (laughs) than it is for enjoying and listening. Not giving Drake much respect. I don't go that far. Well, I have the audio here. (laughs) Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, I want to judge for myself. We're going to start with uh, most deaf talking about uh, Drake's music and really what, what it's for. Here we go. Let's listen. Drake is pop to me. In the sense, like, if I was in Target in Houston and I heard a Drake song. So it feels like a lot of his music is compatible with shopping. Or as, or as you know, shopping with an edge in certain instances. <laughs> so that's what he first said. Then he would go on to say a few more things. Talking about, oh, we're here at the shopping mall. We're here at the shopping mall. There's all these good things and ah, oh, this is great. This is a new Drake. You hear it? It's great. <laughs> he's, I think he's mocking him a little oh, bit. Right? This is great. This is a new Drake. You hear it? It's great. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> so he was having some fun, thinking you know Drake's music was just made for the shopping mall, not really made with any deep thought. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, I mean. It's not a disc when it's true, you know. I mean, <laughs> that's true. You know, I mean, most definitely. Well, I, mean, I mean, is he is he a little jealous though? You think? Because I think it comes off when you see he's only worth maybe ten million dollars. Drake's worth probably 450, 500 yeah, but million. Nobody cares about that because well, the only thing that's important is it, can you feed yourself? Can you feed, take care of your family at the end of the day? And that's what it all like. Anybody that thinks and puts a number on it is, is a fucking idiot because that's obviously a number that you will never get to. But why, why you know, call, why call, call him out? No, I ain't calling him. I said in general. He genuinely, he ain't like going down with it. But back to the point. I don't think it was a diss, you know, because he just tell him like, look, Most Def was very well respected MC, you know what I mean? And if, and if he wanted to diss Drake, he would have dissed him, you know, it would have been blatant. He would have told him what is true, like Drake is a pop artist, and he's not really hip hop. A lot of people say that. I say it. Well, you know? Most Def must have felt as though he did something wrong because he did apologize. So here is the apology from Most Def about his comments about Dr- from Drake. It was not an opportunity to try to slander him or to clown on him. Um, I have reached out to him. I have no response just yet, but uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not keen to talk about people uh, or to them through a screen. I prefer to talk to people directly. But I will say this: the young man is very talented. He's been able to be very successful with that talent, and I have no issue with his success or anything that he's been able to achieve as a result of his talent. I do feel that some of the criticism that he's received in the past has been mean-spirited and unfair. So I don't want to participate in that. And if I was perceived to be harsh or mocking or taunting, that's not my intention. 
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Different tone. Somebody yeah, must have... said more Ill- Illuminati must have gotten to the most stuff. You mean Shook, not? That thing is kind of chopped up some because he said a whole lot more than that because I watched it. He said a lot more than Well, that. he did go on. I have more of the clip yeah, he here. Said, let's let's he listen to more it. Drake, if you would like to speak to me directly, you can at any point. I reached out to Chappelle. I actually reached out to you. I DM'd you. You are a very talented MC. But for me, I require oh, more of myself again. and others than just talent or charm or charisma, particularly in times of urgent crisis. And what I would like to see in terms of creators or creative people in the world as it relates to our culture is for people to connect with us beyond the jukebox or the dance floor. So what he's saying is Drake should stand on more social issues and be more involved in his community right, and not just worried about putting out hit records. Yeah, I mean, that ain't the first time somebody said that about Drake. A lot of other prominent people, we should hear what DMX had to say about Drake. You, if you think, most definitely just saying how you feel just like anybody else. Well, it's, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's his, Drake's fans are like him. They moist and soft, you know, and they look thing and they, <laughs> they get all butt hurt. And it's like, look, this man, he can criticize too because hip hop, listen, hip hop artists, they want you to be better than they were. And you stand on the shoulders of giants and it's falling off. And Drake was one who had the talent where he could hold it down, you know, but he chose, I ain't mad at nobody for doing what you do. But if you're going to be in this lane, you can't half-ass do it because at some point somebody's going to call you out who can call you out. And and then what you're going to do, tighten up. Look with Nas and, and 21 Savage. 21 Savage decided to jump off the porch and go at Nas. Nas fans got at him and checked him and told him, look, you are nothing without Nas. Nas reached out to 21 Savage. They did a song. Nas made 21 Savage actually rap rap. I didn't think that was possible. I didn't fuck with I don't 20. think he can. I mean... 20, if when he wants to, he can. No, I, 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 I did not used to mess rock with him until he did that. And I'm like, oh, he can rap. He can rap. And I went to check out something like he can he can rap. Now he, what he's doing now, I like what he's doing. He's still himself, but he also is more knowledgeable. Like I got be, I can't yeah, talk. Some about, of the rounds I've heard of his. Yeah, he can't keep. He, you can't keep talking about the same shit of shooting somebody up or how many bodies you got. Like, dude, you got. I, you want to get older, I, and you know, I. You got kids, and people out here try to live out these old rap lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Which is where we are right now. In the habitat, which is the name of the song. Yeah. 
This is great. This is a new Drake. You hear it? It's great. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of sounds like a different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very sarcastic. Well, also what he says at the end of the apology is a diss. Because he says, basically he says, you know, you're talented, but I require more for my music, which is basically saying, you know, it's, it's what, you, what you're offering is lacking. So, I mean, it's not a like, you know, you suck diss, but it's definitely not a, I like your music. No. Well, that's anything. It's like if you do if anything of substance and you say that you love that thing and, and you've done well from that thing, but it's somebody else who's been doing that thing longer than you have and, and they have a name and they give you a certain kind of criticism, it's one of those you like you don't want to hear, but you know it's true. And it's well, like you can be you can be better than what you're doing and you know that. I'm here to let you know that. Yeah. So what about it just are. being a different kind of music? Because this, like I said, this music is has a lot of samples of other music in it, and it's definitely a different kind of music than Drake makes. It's just completely different, I think. Well, Drake, Drake, Drake is Drake. If you listen, if 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 we ever done a Drake album, you look at the samples from some of his songs, you be you be quite shocked that you'll find some of the same ones like you are here right now. Speaking of that, this one has a sample of West Coast Pop Lock by Ronnie Hudson and the Street People. I love that song. The Sympathy by Marley Mall Marley Mall, Big Daddy Kane, Master Ace, Craig G and Cool G Rap. Yeah. And also KRS One Attacks by the Teacher. KRS One. The Teacher. Yeah, man. I don't think nobody's above being criticized. Definitely not. But I think well, you he hasn't said anything in, back, so I don't. He's probably maybe he's not mad. You got to take into consideration, he's definitely performing to a different audience than most deaf always was. So, I mean, to ask Drake to be Whoa, able to can't do, say the title of this song or to even try Mr. to do Mr. N N word um, the good way with the A. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's just there's no comparison. You can't compare. Well, it's not a comparison because hip hop is hip hop at the end of the day. Sure. But I did, I and, know, but, and, and, but he's saying what he's saying is I feel that he's not saying like, look, don't sell out. But he's also saying don't stray too far. Like you gotta understand you your purpose to doing this because otherwise you're gonna be you just gonna be considered a culture vulture. But now does Drake does Drake consider himself hip hop or is he just he watched, I mean he, is he rapping and rapping and, and uh, using the N word and doing some, everything else in some, the form of rap? He sings a lot too. Yeah, but he, he, not very good. He, but Drake, if, if, you, if you ask Drake and if he said anything, monotone. if he said anything less than I'm not hip hop, he wouldn't be able to make hip hop records anymore because it, it, hip hop truest and people that just generally like hip just like hip hop people will take offense to that like so you you're a pop artist now but you made all your millions being a hip hop artist that crossed over like nobody gets upset if you cross over you should want to cross over but at the same token you don't forget where you came from or why did you get in this game you know he got it he got it. his favorite rappers were the clips everybody know the clips are straight hip hop that's why when him and uh Pusha T went at it he couldn't he couldn't beat him you know like hip hop is 
I'm a hip hop guy and I don't like people try to water it down. 100%. So Drake was told, step your shit up. The thing I respect about Drake is over the course of the last 10 years, he's selling more records than anybody. All genres. Well, so you have to tip your hat. You have to tip your hat to a guy that has led the industry, whether you like him or not. He's led the industry in album sales, radio airplay, streaming play. He's right up there at the top. He's not, don't say right, like streaming sales, I'll give him that. But actual sales sales, I will disagree because nobody's buying albums. Everybody buying singles. We, for the past 10 years, we all noticed because we're all radio guys that we've been in living a digital age for a long time and people have bought, stopped buying full-length albums for a long time. Only this year, maybe last year, where people start actually purchasing actual vinyl, like not just vinyl, but a whole album. Now, during our time, it was different. If you said you sold a million records, you literally sold a million records. So today, it's easier for these 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 artists to say that like, oh, I'm I'm outselling so and so because everybody's streaming. Nobody's buying a hard copy. So you have to you got to keep that in, for, especially for those of us that know better. Easier to purchase. Yeah, like if you purchased a hard copy and, and and you or or if you just digitally downloaded the entire album, then I consider that that's still a whole album versus singles and people count singles. So versus albums. That's they, why I think there's a future. That's why they, 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 they diluted the whole thing of album sales and, and, and moving units. I do believe there will be a future in NFTs because of music. Because the way these non-fungible tokens work is there's only so many of them out there in the blockchain, if that right. makes sense to you. Yeah. So then when someone drops an album on an NFT... It will be kind of like the new age of owning an album because you would have your place on the blockchain where you it says you bought this album yeah. you you were you have copy number nine of five thousand mm-hmm. and and it will be in genius. your in your library in a digital fashion and I think it will eventually catch on for the music industry where there will only be so many digital copies you might be able to get a duplicate but the blockchain is going to state that Memphis mm-hmm. bought number 12 of 5,000 and he owns that NFT and until you digitally transfer it to someone else you have the original and I think that will be the way these young jits as we call them that they will collect albums in their little digital drawer that they have on their computer or out in the cloud and the only thing about it is who does that benefit though but the only thing it, it, it benefits the artist for sure because it's just like back in the day when people bought like actually art like picture art and they would spend or even today people today would think that you go to museums and stuff like that you know sure. the NFT is today's that kind of art I totally but, the, I totally the, but here's the thing though with those those NFTs those things ain't cheap so before you think they've like, gotten a, cheaper they are not as much as they once were I mean I don't there was see a them. craze for them and then they tanked but what but I guess what I'm asking is what is the draw of having that it's spending so much money. It, to think have of it like, like a baseball card. You remember our yeah. generation wanted to have the, so it's rook, like an the rookie card. It would be an investment. Now, rather yeah, than having... Sure. Now, All right, would you make an investment on a Drake song? No, I wouldn't do oh, that. Okay. I wouldn't do that. I, I want to go back to my original question. No, it's, but would you make a... But would it you depends make, on the artist, though. 
Would Not you uh, make an investment on a Michael Jordan rookie basketball card? Hell yeah. So if you're a fan of the artist and you could own the original copy digitally of your favorite artist, I think that will excite a millennial just like it would a baby boomer to own a classic baseball card because you own it. Now, I'm with the old school where I have something tangible in my hand to look at, to put on the wall. But this new generation is going to be living in their little digital world with their digital goggles on. And And all their AI. You're going to be able to put on these digital goggles and go hang out at Little Ramo's house, and you'll be able to show them. got some. They'll be able to show you my little digital collection. Here, take a look. I got... Number two of, of this particular album, and, and this nobody generation has is all about and what, clout. And then, what are you going to sell it? No, it just, you could sell it. I mean, to, to piggyback off what he's saying, what Gentry's saying, it, it makes sense though because you look at where we are today, today's age, right? Where everything is people attention span is pretty much non-existent, and people live in a fantasy uh, I'm sorry, world. What of, you of, saying? Of like exactly huh? right, <laughs> living like but come like AI is really coming, and I don't like it one bit, but it's coming so it is what it is you know but this nft is no different from buying like a physical album like when we were coming up when you went to the record store whether you bought a a, a whole album cd tape vinyl whatever it's the same thing it's just digitally only they gonna charge more for it oh sure well they should it's a bigger i got an idea i got an idea just off of that because it ain't really caught on with music and nobody in the podcasting lane has even thought about it. We can do that shit like right now. Think about that. We, this episode is now an NFT. This episode is now an NFT. That's right. Seriously. Oh, we got to stop offering it for free. There's only one version of it. And you can only get it right here. That's right. On Dem Vinyl Boys. That's right. So you better pay up. See, no, we, li- we like giving it to you for free. With the <laughs> I love this. This song here is Mathematics. Remember we were talking about how you can tell a certain art. Uh, uh, DJ producer? Premier. This is a premier yeah, beat. This is DJ Premier. Well, you can also hear the very pronounced snare. Yeah, it is. TK, who did he use to sample this song? Is TK still here? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm just looking at it. You okay, try to read about spinning? We can't lose our DJ. No. What good are the Vinyl Boys without their DJ, DJ Tom Cat, well, we over on the ones and three others? Yeah, yeah. But, but Tom I'm, I'm, I'm standing here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're losing all the weight. That's to, right. I need all right, to take so this, over that software. This has three samples. Baby, I'm going to want you by the Fat Back Band. Also, Funky Drummer by James Brown, which yeah, is awesome. I can hear that. And again, Cream by Wu Tang, which was sampled before on this album. Nice. I like the scratching. I love the scratching. I was telling Memphis earlier when he came in about how much I've been into listening to the East Coast music and the marriage of the DJ with the rap group, and which that was taken away. Yeah. But go back. The DJ is a part of the band, which is what you hear it, you know, and all this music, and it's great. 100%. I need that. It's like the guitar solo. DJ, we ain't left nowhere, but the, like the, the good, those of us who know better, we coming really back around and giving you some good shit. This song is called May December, and it's very relaxing. 
doesn't sound like if you're driving, the up, the, on the you're album. driving up the it coast is. of California or something. Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah, you got a glass of rosé in your hand. Cruising through Malibu. Or maybe you don't have any rosé. You got a joint, but the chick you that's riding with you got some rosé. Sounds to me like they needed to but fill unfortunately, some space she has on that these, album. This little <laughs> thing on her lip, and you can't stop looking at it. They didn't want to waste that tell vinyl. A story, Raymond. You sounds like an open container law. <laughs> that is totally open container. Hey, but you know, can you in California? Can you ride and smoke? No. No, you're not supposed to be inebriated yeah, in driving. Jeez. Well, okay. So take away that you you smoking and she's drinking because that's against the law. So you're not doing that, but you are still driving up the coast of California. And maybe you smoked a little bit and you drank a little bit, but y'all good and y'all you have not to like past the field sobriety. Okay, so you don't do that either. So you just riding up the damn coast of California. You got this damn song on, and I hope you're feeling good. I'm feeling good. All right. Shout out to Most Def for being one of the handful of rappers who got critical approval for their acting work. Not only did he have a lot of these acting creds, but I thought he was pretty good in the few things that I've seen him acting. And it made me started thinking, who is the greatest rapper turned movie star? Is it Ice Cube? Is it Tupac? Who am I missing as well? Rappers? LLQJ, Queen Latifah, MC Light. MC Light. Tone Loke did some stuff that was really good. Will Smith. Ice T. What about Ice T? Will Smith and Ice T. Golly, what are we doing? I think you have to give it to Will Smith now that you mention his name. As far as most successful actor. Yeah, yeah, he's probably the biggest one, yeah. 100%. You think about all of Will Smith's movies, this dude used to, like, anytime a movie came out, he was definitely doing 100 million the first week. Easy, yeah. I think Will Smith's more known, obviously, for his movies than his music. 100%. 100%. Uh, except except for his new, summertime to the, song. To the new people, but I know shit. His you, summertime song. You don't know the song, song you, saw blink, the, you saw my blinker. You saw my blinker, bitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And freaking parents just don't understand. And, and a brand new funk, Miami, getting jiggy with Nightmare Miami. on my street. <laughs> Shall we go on? Will Smith got, listen, he Will got, Smith yeah, got yeah. hits. Getting jiggy with it. Will Smith can do a yeah. tour by him. Will Smith can. At least minimum minimum of ten songs, you be like, I forgot about that record, and you dancing your ass off just ten. I'll give you that. Yeah, he got his now, but his movies, he he the total package. Agreed. And he got a crazy ass bitch. Yeah, he's probably a little crazy as damn so. Yeah, you know he jumping out of planes and swimming, deep diving in the goddamn Arctic oceans and doing kinds of crazy shit. I do that shit too. I ain't gonna front. Yeah, well, yeah, that's most yeah. deaf, baby. Yeah, that was yeah, most, most deaf. There was no man. lyrics on that song. Yeah, it was just dope. May to December, like I would put that in my set and just let that ride. That's pretty dope. I like that. I, vi- I vibed out on that. It was a good um, album. I yeah. enjoyed it. Definitely brought me back to the good old days of hip hop music. Because these real stories, real beats, real good samples. Real DJs. Yes. Yeah. Real hits so, of the rich and fame. So, so let me ask you guys, on a scale of one to five, where do you give it, TK? Oh, me? Oh, I definitely, I'm going to give it a good five. I mean, it's solid to me. All right. I like it. Ramo. Um, I would say four mics. Okay. If we're going to do, we do that. Yeah. Four fifths, four mics, whatever you want to do it. All right. Um, I, I think it was... It was a bit wordy. Uh, no, no, not wordy. It was, it was insistent. 
it insisted upon itself. You need more like Drake sounding meaning, stuff meaning, like yeah, a, no, like Drake. No, I was thinking more Bad Bunny. You know, what? son Latino, son Latino. What you thinking, man? No, no, I just take I, that back. I think the album is a little long, but a lot of great music on it. I think some songs could have not been on it, and it still would have did just as well. Right. Sound like a typical like, uh, record producer. Can we shorten this album up a little bit? Yeah, sure. G Money, what what you got? I'm gonna give it four 12 inches, uh, four 12 inch records. You wish. Right. I'll do it. It doesn't get a perfect five for me. It was a good album. I really liked the rock and roll song where he broke down into some metal sounding music. Yeah. I love the traditional hip hop beats. I love uh, the socially aware lyrics. That was big for me. Mm. It was a great album. I give it four 12 inches for sure. All right, all right. Look we've, at that. We've got another big 12 inch coming up next week. Uh, what we got? Oh, what are we doing? What are we yeah. doing? We're going to go back to 1973, the okay. summer of 1973. When did you use Blue Ramo? Nope. The, I was not born. The debut solo album by the American rock band. Frankie Leonard Skinner. That song is holy oh shit. Save a food next week. Wow, yes. we're doing a Skinner album. Right, Leonard Skinner. I'm gonna bring some good weed next yeah, week. We gonna really need it. I have I like, the <laughs> that's my band. I have oh, the original goddamn. 1973 copy. So we'll oh, be bringing nice. an old piece of vinyl here on Dem Vinyl Boys. Oh, shit. Thank Love you it. for listening to this episode, Most Def. Go back and listen to some of our older episodes. We've done pretty much every genre of music. If you have a specific album you want us to do, just let us know. You can hit us up on the social whatnots. Like and subscribe. We are Dem Vinyl Boys. Keep the needle in the groove and keep it groovy. Until next week. We out of here. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, Thanks, y'all. You said motherfucker? No, no, no. no. (laughs) Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.